Good afternoon to my fellow listeners and welcome to my podcast, Cultures of Babel. I am your host, Soyul Kim, and today we are going to travel to another country to talk about its fascinating cultures and facts. The country we are going to travel to today is China. Now, China is widely known for its traditions, such as food, clothing, manners, and a lot more. And I'm going to tell you everything. Enough of introducing. Should we move on to our first topic? Now, personally, I feel that my favorite part of exploring a country's culture is tasting the food. Since China is such a huge country, each region often has different dishes. In fact, Chinese cuisines can be divided into eight main cuisines, and they are the Sichuan cuisine, Hunan cuisine, Shandong cuisine, Fujian cuisine, Cantonese cuisine, Zhejiang cuisine, and Jiangsu cuisine. The three traditional aspects used to describe Chinese food are color, scent, and taste. Now, you might think, aren't Chinese foods all similar to each other? Well, you got it wrong. Sichuan cuisine usually includes a lot of baking, and Hunan cuisine is famous for its hot and sour taste in the food. Meanwhile, the Shandong cuisine is widely known for its various selection of material and cooking methods. Fujian cuisine is famous for seafood, while the Zhejiang cuisine normally serves fresh food, quite similar to Japan. The Anhui cuisine usually incorporates wild food to produce its unique and wild taste. Last but not least, Jiangsu cuisine commonly, use, commonly uses braising and stewing to cook food. The Chinese rely mostly on rice and noodles as their primary staple food, just like most other East Asian countries. One of the most common stereotypes about Chinese food is that it is unsafe, weird, or simply stocked with MSG, but it is definitely not true. Most Chinese foods are flavored with natural ingredients and spices and are as nutritious as food from other countries. Mostly because of the recent COVID situation, stereotypical food from China has been a reason and excuse for racism. But I I assure you though, most Chinese people don't eat bats or dogs. What kind of food do you want to try out if you have a chance to visit China? Don't hesitate to leave, leave your opinion. Now that we know about the delightful food in China, why don't we move on to learning about the traditional holidays and festivals? If you were to ask me, what is the biggest celebration or holiday in China? I wouldn't hesitate to answer, Lunar New Year. The Lunar New Year, just like its name, is the first day of the year on the lunar calendar. During that day, people usually travel to go see their elder family members. The celebration of Lunar New Year consists of 15 days until the Lantern Festival, and for each day, there are rules that you need to follow. For example, did you know that you can't hit your children on the first day of the Lunar New Year? On Lunar New Year, elders give Ang Pao, which is basically money in red envelopes for luck and happiness to the younger generations, and usually the entire streets will be full of people watching lion dances and firecrackers. Remember that I mentioned about the Lantern Festival just now? Well, the Lantern Festival is another significant event in China. During the Lantern Festival, the most important thing is to eat tangyuan and lighting or watching lanterns. What are tangyuan then? Well, tangyuans are glutinous rice balls, usually stuffed with various fillings such as bean paste, sesame, or peanuts, served with some soup. Tangyuan is a must-eat food during the Lantern Festival and is round, just like the full moon. There are way more significant festivals in China other than these two that are mentioned above. Why don't you look them up if you're interested? 
Moving on, nobody wants to be seen as a rude tourist. If you're unfamiliar with China, you might be seen as rude even though you don't mean to. Don't worry, your savior has arrived. The most common mistake tourists make is usually when eating with a Chinese person. Let's go through them so you don't. Firstly, let the elder be the leader while eating. Elders have to be first at everything. They have to be seated first, served food first, drinks poured first, and start eating first. If there is someone older than you in the group you're eating with, always be aware of these four factors I just mentioned. Next, do not stick your chopsticks upright into your food. Why? Well, the chopsticks resemble incense, which is what Chinese people use to pray for the dead in funerals or memorials. Now, if you're from a Western background, it's common for you to call an elder with their first name. Do that in China, unless they specifically ask you to. Always, always address them as Mrs. or Mr. Lastly, tourists also make a lot of mistakes when giving gifts or writing cards. What's wrong with giving gifts or cards? Well, it depends on the content. White flower? No, they're for funerals, not for the living. Clocks? No, it's like a reminder that their days are not endless and they will die someday. Writing names with red ink? No, it's taboo that indicates death. It's definitely complicated, but that's another learning cu culture for you. That's learning another culture for you. Last but not least, let's talk about the traditional clothes in China. Again, there are so many different types of different Chinese traditional clothes. Let me tell you the most well-known ones. First and foremost, there's a handful. Hanfu is the oldest of every version of Chinese clothing, and it was usually made out of silk. People in the past usually wore hanfu with de many decorations and ornaments. The more ornaments you wore, the richer or higher status you had. Secondly, there's the chongsam. This is definitely the most widely known version of Chinese clothes. The other name for chongsam is also the chipa. Thirdly, there's the tang suit. A Tang suit, to simplify, is a Chinese jacket. It is famous for its iconic buttons, which are intricate, intricate knots. The most traditional Tang suit usually has characters on them, such as Fu, which means happiness and good luck. Last but not least, there is a Zhongshuan suit. This is, this is a traditional formal attire for men, and this design is a combination of traditional Chinese and Western style. If you were to come across a Zhongshuan suit, you might not actually believe that this is a Chinese traditional clothing. Since it is a mixture of Western and Chinese clothing, some Chinese politicians wear this during formal or important occasions. What do you think about all these traditions and facts about China so far? Were you surprised by some? Please let me know what you think. And do not hesitate to contact me if you want to request a specific country that, I want to that you want me to introduce. On a side notice, Cultures of Babel has produced new merchandise. There are items including mugs, pencil case, and t-shirts, so please check out my homepage if you're interested in purchasing. Next week, we will be exploring my own home country, South Korea, so do watch out for it.